0: Your Locked On Wild, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. You can download the app and join me tonight at 630 to get in on the action. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, Alexis Pearson of the Bar Down Beauties podcast joins the show to discuss a variety of topics, including the Jewel Erickson Eck and Nick Bugstad contract extensions. We also talk about Kirill Kaprizov's contract extension negotiations, and we talk about the Seattle Kraken expansion draft with some interesting names that we would be okay with seeing exposed by the Wild. So, plenty to get to here today. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons covering exclusively your Minnesota Wild. Happy to be here today. And uh, let's get right into it. I uh, had a great time chatting with Alexis of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. So uh, let's get to what Alexis had to say uh, about where the Wild are at in their offseason process. Very excited to be joined on today's episode of Locked on Wild by Alexis Pearson of the Bar Down Beauties podcast, talking none other than wild offseason questions and points. So obviously, Alexis coming off of the 4th of July vacation. Hope yours was good. How are things?
1: Ah, uh, good. Yeah, it felt weird to like not work for a couple days. I mean, like, you know, there's always stuff to do, right? but it's it's hard in our professions to like truly take days off because stuff can happen anytime. Like you mentioned, it is the off season. So players are getting signed to contracts. players are getting moved around., um, tr- you know, uh, contract talk is happening. So even if it's, the contract isn't being made, we're talking about the contract being made. And so it feels like there's always something to be doing. But yeah, it was a good weekend, uh, a little bit relaxing and got to enjoy some sun and not worry about work for a little bit.
0: Outstanding. Yeah, we got the Friday news dump with uh, the Jewel neck contract. And yeah, it's, it's a funny time to get that kind of news, especially 4th of July weekend. It feels like all the media people are like gearing up for what's what's going on yet. So you have that like slow trickle of tweets that come yeah. in from people in response to it. and I, I'm guilty of that too. I was kind of already in weekend mode. I'm like, this will be here when we get back. but eight year deal, 42 million in total. And I, I'm not sure if there was an expectation for one of these three contracts to get done before the other. But uh, this feels like the quickest uh, of the three. And you look at Eric Sinek, had a great season. And this feels like the Wild are really betting on him to continue to stack this forward. Uh, what did you think of the length of the contract? What did you think of, you know, there? The, I saw some people who were suggesting that maybe it was a little too rich for, uh, for Eric Ericssonek, But uh, overall, what do you think of the, uh, the eight-year deal for Jeek?
1: Um, Well, like you said, first of all, it happened quickly. I think they said that it took two days uh, from start to finish to put the contract together and get him to sign. So that's a great sign. You love when players are excited to be somewhere and ready to sign that contract. Um, And so that I think is, is, first of all, was exciting to see that it happened so quickly and he wants to be here. Um, I love Eric Sinek. I love that he re-signed. I don't necessarily disagree with the people saying, oh, that's a long time. Or, oh, that's a lot of money. Um, there, There is some validity there in those comments. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that this year, more than ever, people realized how valuable he is to this Minnesota Wild Hockey team and how valuable he would be to any team he plays for in his NHL career. Um, so I don't disagree with them uh, making this contract and signing him to this long of a deal and for this much money. Um, but I do think it's an interesting conversation to have. Um, but I'm really happy that they got this done. Uh, In my opinion, other than Kirill Kaprizov, Jules Eriksson was the most important signing the Wild needed to get this offseason. I think you could possibly move Fiala. He could be used as a trading piece. He could be picked up in the expansion draft. Um, I love Kevin Fiala. I I love watching him play for the Minnesota Wild, Um, but I do think that a guy like Jules Eriksson was more important to secure than a guy like Kevin Fiala obviously, like I said, though, Kirill Kaprizov was number one. So, happy to see that they got this one done because I do think it uh, holds very high importance um, as far as off-season duties go here for Bill Guerin and company. Um, But yeah, it's reassuring because Jewel Eck offers a lot to this Minnesota Wild team and like I said, this year he really took a step up and a a step up that people were expecting him to take at some point in the near future. He finally did that and people saw his value for, for what it really was and so did Bill Guerin apparently because Because he signed him to a a very long contract here in Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I loved the quote from Garen that uh, I think it was Russo pulled out in that uh, it was like Garen's third day on the job. And he watched Eric Seneck play. And at that point, he was like, that's my guy. Yeah. And (laughs) it's like that that kind of stuff is really fun. I mean, you hear it from GMs all the time. But it just it feels like Garen, especially with what he's brought into this team says something like that and he really means it that like this yeah. is a guy that you build your team around and you talked about the importance of getting this contract done especially with the uh, the center position for this wild team like they've still got a lot of work to do to try to get mm-hmm. that figured out so getting that guy who can be your number 1 or number 2 center um with the fact that you're next highest on the depth chart for the center position is probably Ryan Hartman or Nick Bugstad at this point. So obviously great to get him locked in. But as you said, center position, they got a lot of work still to do to try to iron that out.
1: Yeah, I don't want them to use this signing as a, a way to fall back and say, oh, well, we can use him as number one if we need to. No, 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 no. Go out there and find a number one center. I love Jules Eric I think he's a fantastic hockey player, but he is not a number one center um, and, and he shouldn't have to be there. There should be someone else out there we can put into that role right. and he can be a very, very, very good second line um, center. And so I, that's the one thing I'm a little worried about is that people are going to be like, oh, well, we can use him. We can use him. Well, I, I don't know. Crow Caprice I was getting pretty demanding in the fact that he wants a number one center to play with, and that's a fair demand to have. I mean, I, I don't blame him for that. So that's the one thing that worries me a little bit is that they did this so quickly. And now I'm afraid they're going to kind of sit back on that. Um, but I think Bill Guerin is, is very smart. He knows what he's doing. He understands that is the biggest hole the Minnesota wild need to fill and have needed to fill for a little while here. Um, so I don't doubt his, his ability to go out and get that done um, because it still needs to happen. So hopefully um, they, they've they got that locked up. Because imagine the Wild picking up a number one center and then having Julie Eriksson-Eck as your number two. I mean, that's a pretty good one-two punch there that you got rolling with your top two lines. Um, can't really complain about that. So hopefully that is setting up um, for something big to happen there at the center position on that top line.
0: Wanted to ask you as well before we move on um, to... Kirill Kaprizov probably talk about that today. <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, Bugstead resigning a significant pay cut from what he made last year nine hundred thousand dollars for this coming season, and guy took a lot of flack from fans yeah. because of any number of different uh, factors. It took him a little while to get going, which could be attributed to surgery in the off season. Didn't seem like he really fit playing with any of the uh, the top six guys having to kind of slot into those spots due to injury and COVID. Seemed, though, like he found a spot on that fourth line as the season rolled along. So I kind of toyed around with this in uh, in Tuesday's show, but I'll just ask you the same question. Do you think that Bugstead has value at that amount on that fourth line for this wild team?
1: Um, I do think so. I've really liked the way that Nick Bukesad has played for this Minnesota Wild team. And and to your point, I agree with everything you said and what everyone else has been saying is, okay, he didn't seem to fit for a while and he was kind of bouncing around. And it it was kind of like where they were going to they had him at their uh, top line center for the beginning of the season. I mean, he kind of was all over the place with so many different expectations at different points in the season that you kind of feel for the kid a little bit where it's like this poor guy has no idea where he's going to be on any given night because they've moved him around so much. So um, I, I do agree with that, but I, I like the signing. I like the amount. I like the short-term deal. You know, they're just throwing them on there, seeing where, you know, what this is going to look like for for the next uh, short period of time. Um, the one comment that I've seen people making that I, I do agree with a little bit, um, but not super concerned about because of, of how little they're paying him is people were saying, you know, oh, well, there's so many other contracts we should be worried about. Why, why are we quickly jumping on re-signing Nick Bukestad? Okay, I, I agree with that to a certain extent, um, but it's not like they signed the guy to, to five years and 30 mil, right? Yeah. It's a small signing for a small amount of time. Not like it's going to be a huge cap hit for them to, to make this deal with him. So, I understand people's concern. They're so worried about Kuro Kaprizov. We hear you, Wild fans. We're also on that, you know, we're worried too. We want it to happen quickly here too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I I like the signing. I really liked Nick Bukestad, um, Minnesota boy. So, you, you know, he's a gopher, so you gotta love that. Um, But yeah, we'll see what he does here. Hopefully they can get him in a more solid position because I think when he's had consistency. He's played consistently. I mean, it is very hard for athletes in any sport to get moved around so much and expect right. to you know, be expected to play well. That's tough. Uh, it's hard for humans in general to get thrown change all the time and then expect to, to figure things out. So um, <clears throat> I do feel for him in that sense and I don't think he can be fully blamed for that. Um, you know, the same thing happened with guys. You know, he's not as good as Charlie Coyle, but a guy like Charlie Coyle who got moved around so much, the poor kid could, could never string anything together because because he was just getting moved around all the time so hopefully this contract will come with some more consistency in his role in the team and that will then provide more consistent points and some wild fans will start cutting him a little bit of slack because i think he deserves it
0: agreed uh, all right alexis let's roll the sleeves up and get into the gorilla caprizov <laughs> contract dilemma uh we'll do that next more with alexis pearson coming up here on locked on Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I am currently hosting rooms for Locked On Wild once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you, on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. So go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter account, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Seth Topes to be notified when the Lockdown Wild Room goes live. I'll be planning to be live tonight at 6.30. Can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the Wild. See you there. Green Room. Changing the way. We talk sports. What's the most ambitious crossover event in history? It's Girl Scout cookies and Built Bar. Available this week only, get the new Built Bar flavor grasshopper cookie. What does it taste like? This is Built Bar's version of the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all that sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. If you're somehow not a fan of Girl Scout cookies, Built Bar's got a smorgasbord of other options such as coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 per bar with only 4 or 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 net carbs. So make sure to order today to get grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever flavor you want by going to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 where you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbarcom Continuing our chat with Alexis Pearson of the Bar Down Beauties podcast, and we're moving on to the big question, the one that everybody wants an answer for and uh wild media no one really has an answer to exactly. We don't really have an answer for it right now. And that's, is Caril going to sign or is he going to go back to the KHL? And I mean, it's down to those two. It's not yeah. like it's not like the Colorado avalanche or the Vegas golden Knights can swoop in and offer him an eight year deal.
1: Although I wouldn't be surprised if they found a way, some loophole to do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. If
0: Tampa Bay, if ta- Tampa Bay can hide yeah. players at $18 million a year, on the long-term injured reserve, and then just say, right. "Here the playoffs." Then yeah. yeah, there's where there's a will, there's a way. It seems pretty obvious that the issue here is the years, and there's a little bit of it uh, that is the money. But honestly, I I'm not sure where you stand on this. I, I can see both sides of it. I mean, his agent is is dumb to not want a max deal for Kaprizov right now. Uh, because there's a chance that he then could capture another one. Um, and if the wild are gonna try to match that, you know it, it's gonna cost him a little more. There also is the the four year angle or the eight year angle. So before we kind of break down all of it, um, at this point, what ultimately do you think ends up being the thing that gets it done? Is it that shorter term deal that allows Caprizov to go to free agency earlier, or are they gonna back down and finally say, okay, We'll sign here for eight years, but uh, if you decide that you're not going to make it worth our while, well, then we'll cause some other problems.
1: I really think right now I'm leaning towards a short short term deal um, and the reason that I feel that way is because I think that's what's most fair uh, and Bill Guerin has said time and time again w- when, when we had him on our podcast he literally said he you know that he wants to make it fair for the player he's not trying to you know win a bet or win a deal he's not trying to you know cheat a player out of money or cheat them out of a, a chance at winning a Stanley Cup he wants to do what's fair for the player and what what makes sense and if that's the case if he's a man of his word which I think he is that's what makes him Most sense in the situation for Kirill Kaprizov is a short-term deal with the chance to say, "Hey, you know, if if the Wild can't put together a team around him in four years, the Wild don't deserve to have him on their team." Then that's what I say. You know, I would hate to see that kid play anywhere else. God forbid, right? I I want him to retire in a Minnesota Wild jersey. We all do, but. I also want him to succeed. I've had so much fun watching him play. I don't want him to go his whole career without winning a Stanley cup. So if the wild can't put a team together, that's going to give him that I don't blame him for wanting to go somewhere else and and seek a Stanley cup elsewhere. So I say that that's their best bet at this point. I think that's what Kirill wants at this point. That's what he's, he's pretty much said, you know, I want the chance to, to win a Stanley cup. I I want you to do this, this, and this. And if you can't give me this and in this many years, then I want to go somewhere else. I don't blame him. I I don't think anyone should blame them for that. If you're playing in the Stanley in the NHL and you're as good as Kirill Kaprizov, you're going to want to win a Stanley Cup too. So, um, I I think that's their best bet at this point. And you know you don't want to lock a player up for a certain deal or a certain amount of money and then have them kind of resent that, you know, you want them to enjoy playing where they're playing, feel like they're getting paid what they should get paid and, and have a good time doing it. And, and hopefully that's going to win you a championship in the process. So that's where I stand at this point. I mean, I think we all right away, we're like, Hey, sign them to a long-term deal, get them here for as long as we can. Cause we don't want them to go anywhere else. And I still, you know, believe that I don't want them to go anywhere else, but give them the chance to make that decision on his own. And like I said, if you cannot build a team or around him. You do not deserve to have him on your team. That's, that's the end of the story there for me.
0: What percentage chance do you think there is that Victor Rask is Kaprizov's center heading into next season? It's gotta be zero, right?
1: It's it, if anybody in management has a brain, it's gotta be zero. And <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to completely crap on Victor Rask, right? I, I make jokes about him all the time. A lot of people do. I kind of turned it into a bit on my own podcast and you know, it is what it is, right? Victor Rask is Victor Rask. And I thought he played well with a guy like Kirill Kaprizov, given what we had seen of Victor Rask previously. Okay, I will say that as well. But Victor Rask is not the man who should be playing with Kirill Kaprizov. It's not fair to either of them, right? I mean, you need to match players up with who they are going to play the best with. And there are much better players out there who match up better with a guy like Kirill Kaprizov and trust me if Victor Rask continues to be the guy who centers Kirill Kaprizov if you sign him here to four years he's not resigning I'll tell you that much right now so you better get that figured out quickly and again I'm, I'm not trying to crap on Victor Rask say that he's a terrible hockey player I'm just saying it's not a good match for those two to play together um so you have to get that figured out and that is honestly just as important as figuring out what you're going to sign Kirill Kaprizov to, because that is the biggest piece of the puzzle of figuring out what this team is going to look like with Kirill Kaprizov on it. Um, so I think those kind of go hand in hand. It's not like you got all the time in the world to get this figured out. Both of these things need to happen relatively quickly in order for everything to work out how it should work out for this team.
0: Well, and you know, and not not to any detriment of Victor Rask, but I I feel like if you have a true top line center. They have to have multiple plays a game that yeah. really wow you. Yeah. And it's not that Rask did anything particularly bad. He just didn't right. do anything.
1: Well, and that's the thing. You're playing with Kirill Kaprizov, who could be end up being one of the best players to ever play in the NHL and for sure the best player who's ever played for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. So, he makes, I've I've said this a million times, Kirill Kaprizov makes everyone around him better, and Kirill Kaprizov knows what everyone around him is going to do before everyone around him knows what they're going to do. That's how good of a hockey IQ Kirill Kaprizov has, right? And I think we saw that with a player like Victor Esk, who didn't do much when he was, you know, first came to the wild. You match him up with Kirill Kaprizov. Did he have a better season? Yeah, he did. He put some points on the board. He helped make plays. um, And there was games where he looked really good on that line. But at the end of the day, he is not the player to play with Kirill Kaprizov and Victor Rask on no team as a top line center. And that's just the facts of it. That's the stats of it. And so that's where, you know, it's like, yes, was it a temporary fix? Could they play together for a season and make it work? Yeah, but that's not who Kirill wants to play with long term. And and I don't blame him for that either.
0: I'm going to give you a scenario before we move on. I wanted to talk expansion draft here today too. Jack Eichel in one corner. Mm -hmm. Pay whatever it takes to get him or i can guarantee you a center at a less or a cheaper price mm-hmm. via free agency or trade mm-hmm. that is at the worst a number 2 center which route do you take
1: that is such a tough question um and i'll say this i've said this on a lot of podcasts i've told people this i am really i'm not anti jack eichel but i'm not fully on board with the idea of jack eichel He's injury prone. I think he's, it's kind of been proven. He's got a bit of an attitude problem. The idea of him coming to the wild scares me a little bit. We all know he's very talented. So that I'm not worried about the talent is obviously there. And yeah. when he's healthy, that guy plays really well. So I'm not doubting his ability to score goals or to make plays or, to, or to be a, a talented hockey player. It's all of the intangible things that I, that worry me a lot with him. And I think the wild have worked really hard to build a good culture, um, a, among their team this year. And I worry that he would taint that a little bit. So that's where my concern with Jack Eichel comes in. I also understand the wild would likely have to give up a lot to get him. And in that sense, you're giving up a lot to get a guy who is injury prone, which again, you might be giving up a lot for him and he might only end up playing 20 games in the season. Now, is he probably going to kill it in those 20 games he plays? Yeah, probably he'll put some (laughs) points on the board, but what about all the other, the other, you know, 80% of the games that he'd be missing. So that's where, it, I've had a hard time with people selling me on that idea. The the other option that you offered me scares me a little bit too, because at the same time, if you, we take the concept that we signed Kirill to four years, just yep. say, that's what the wild end up going with. Okay. You're working with a small, it, it seems like a long time, but it's a small window of time as far as getting the right players around him. And you need to do that quickly. So if you take a chance on a guy who is maybe a top line center for sure, a second line center, and ends up being that second-line center and not a top-line center, congrats, you just got a second Jule Eric which again great player, probably going to contribute, probably going to put some points on the board, but is he the guy to play with Kirill Kaprizov? So, right now, both options concern me for different reasons, and I don't know which one I'm more willing to swing for the fences on. Um, I think both carry a, a, a you know equal amount of risk. It's just, which risk are you more willing to take? Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm sitting on that right now. And the other thing with the Jack Eichel um, idea is, in order for them to get him, a lot of the trade options I've been seeing is a lot lot. of the young guys and those prospects who the wild for the first time and maybe forever have a really good prospect pool. I'm really excited about these guys coming up and some of the guys we saw play for small fractions of time this season really excited me. Now you're asking me to get rid of those guys to take a chance on somebody that scares me a little. So I don't know that that's kind of where I sit with it. I know that was a really terrible non-answer, but that is where I'm at with the whole top line center, Jack Eichel, Debate right now.
0: Well, no, and it's it was meant to kind of paint a picture for again a lot of people's comments that I've seen about. Well, you don't have to get Jack Eichel; you can get somebody that's a step below that and fill that spot. And that's the problem in and of itself. Is like, yeah, yeah, you can get somebody who you can pretty much be guaranteed is like a number two center. Mm-hmm. If they can't fill that number one center, then you're exactly in the same spot where you are, and exactly. Victor Rask ends up pushing Kirill Kaprizov out of Minnesota. Yep. And in that case, then he would be packing his bags and following him out the door.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing too, that people, I think just like forget about sometimes is Kirill Kaprizov's already 24. So yep. this kid, he's not 19, right? Like, and y'all use that as a debate against him all season for the whole Calder thing. So I, I'm mad that you guys keep forgetting this, but he's not 19. <laughs> he's not. So Again, I do not blame him for wanting things to move quickly because if he signs an eight year contract here, do the math on that. He's going to be 32 when that contract is up. So uh, I would think he would want to win a Stanley cup before then. So that's again where I'm like, okay, he's, he's not a super young guy. He's not an Austin Matthews or a Sidney Crosby coming into the NHL as this young kid and all the time in the world to go win these Stanley cups. Um, And so I think that that is why, again, a short term contract gives them a chance to say, OK, well, I could still be in my 20s when I get out of this contract and maybe have a chance to go win somewhere else. So um, I, I just think that you are really, you know, you have to tread lightly with this kind of thing and, and take a lot of different things into consideration because you're not dealing with your average rookie in the situation. And you have to respect all the things that go into making this decision. Um, and yeah, there, there's a lot of options and I I've said it a million times. I trust Billy G to no end. I mean, that guy has made a lot of good decisions in the time I've seen him here with the Minnesota wild and we know what he's done before he came here. So I, I, I trust him to get the right thing done. And this is why we sit here and talk about it and don't actually make the decisions because as you can see, I don't have the right answer. Uh, (laughs) I just have a lot of different ideas. I don't know which one's the right one, but, um, I, I just hope that he does the right thing because Minnesota Wild. Media, Twitter, fans, everybody will go into full meltdown mode if this does not go the way that it should. Go.
0: Yeah. I, uh, um, already
1: going into meltdown mode and there's no decision being even made yet. I
0: was too, I was like ha- a half hour away from going to the league office if Kareel wouldn't have won the Calder <laughs> trophy. And that was like, I was being like half sarcastic about that. So right. if something like this were to happen, yeah. Oh, man, there were
1: Minnesota already gets made fun of all the time, right? Like, do you really want to get made fun of for letting a guy like Kirill Kaprizov get away? He will be the one who got away if you guys don't get this figured out. So. I just like, I, I've learned to never doubt the ability of Minnesota sports to be a disappointment. I I've learned that in my very short life so far <laughs> that it's always possible for things to go wrong, oh, <laughs> but yeah. I'm all, I, I also think I'm an optimist at heart and I hope that the right <laughs> thing does happen and the good thing does happen. So it, it's a very conflicting feeling as a Minnesota sports fan to, to be an optimist because those two just don't go hand in hand, but I, I would be remiss if Bill Guerin ended up not getting away, getting this done because I just don't think he's the kind of guy to let this slide.
0: Yeah, I, I fully agree. All right, we will finish talking a little expansion draft because, oh yeah, the Wild are going to lose somebody there too. So uh, we'll talk about talk
1: that. About stress, my God. Oh
0: man, Alexis Pearson <laughs> continues our conversation next here on Locked on Wild. It's time to take your sports betting to the next level with BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Major League Baseball is nearing the All-Star break. The NBA Finals are underway. The Stanley Cup Final is just about done, but the PGA Tour rolls on as well as UFC, MMA, and NASCAR action as well. So before the opening tip, the opening face-off, the opening tea time, the opening pitch, the opening bell, whatever it may be, Go to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as your favorite teams push to the championships. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Final segment with Alexis Pearson of the bar down at beauty's podcast. And let's talk some expansion draft because as we alluded to, uh, in the last (laughs) segment, oh yeah, the wild are going to lose somebody there too. And I, the first thing I think of anytime I go to like, look at potential for who's getting kept is the Vegas draft and the Alex took scenario. Uh, I should have probably have bleeped that out, but yeah. Um,
1: Seven people just started crying while they were listening to
0: this. It's it's crazy because like as bad as that went, I'm trying to talk myself into like making a trade before the draft happens to try to control the uh, the outcome. And it uh-huh. sounds it sounds like the price to do that is almost as high as getting Jack Eichel. So like I don't know what you do you sound
1: what you just said is like how my brain works all the time. It's like, how can we do damage (laughs) control before the damage even happens like that? That's how my body processes everything. I'm just like, okay, let's just prepare for the worst. And then we'll just go from there. Um, which is, that's a fair, that's the trauma of the golden Knights draft talking, right? That's where everybody's mind is at. It's like, how can we make this the least painful as it could possibly be? Um, I have a couple things to say about this one. Um, when it comes to the Vegas draft and what happened with Alex Tuck and, 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 all of the trauma that ensued from seeing what went down there. Um, I will caution people to go easy on yourself when you look back on this stuff because you never know how a player is going to pan out anywhere right? Like just imagine you could take any player, put them on a different team and they could have double the amount of points in a season or half the amount of points in the season. Right, A lot has to do with the you know, the circumstances, the roster, the coach they're playing for could be the city could be a million different things that end up making a player as talented or as talentless as they end up being on a certain team. So I try to like remind myself of that. When I think of the Alex Tuck thing, I'm like, okay, Alexis, he might not have been a good wild player though. Like maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it wouldn't have been this good but if he would have been with the wild, you just never know. Um, So go easy on yourselves as you start thinking about the Seattle Kraken draft and what's going to happen there and who's going to go there. And are they going to turn into a superstar star and then torment the wild for the rest of eternity? Um, It's possible. Yes. As we've seen it happen, um, but it's also, you know, it could not happen also. Um, The other thing I will say is that, um, you know, it's, I think the wild have enough to work with as far as who they're going to expose and who they're going to protect in this one. And, We have now done it once. We've learned our lesson, right? That was the Wilds' first expansion draft, um, you know, and things were much different when they came into the league and when all of that happened, which people are very bitter about, myself (laughs) included. Um, But now we've seen how this expansion draft is going to work. You've done it once, um, and now we're not too far removed from that. So you have a chance to maybe do things a little bit differently now. And like you said, Seth, give yourself a chance to maybe alter the results um, based on what kind of decisions you make leading up to the draft. And this is what I've always told people the past you know year when people keep asking me, who are the Wild going to expose? What are they going to do? And I keep saying, well, there's a lot that they can do before the draft that is going to determine who they end up exposing. You know, who do they sign? Who do they trade for? Is there certain things that they can do to protect some of these players before this expansion draft rolls around and they actually start to protect players? Um, right now, the two- two players I'm on board with possibly losing in the expansion draft. And this could change in a day. I, who knows, right. Um, but right now the two that I'm most on board with are Jordan Greenway and Cam Talbot. I have slowly started to accept as a possibility. Oh. Um, I'll give a, a couple brief reasons why this is my uh, mindset right now. Jordan Greenway. I've always said I would hate to play against him when that guy is having a good game. He is like a monster. I mean that that guy can throw people down with one hand. Full grown men with one hand. I've seen him do it a, a lot of times. Right, <laughs> and it's it's entertaining every time it happens. And I'm like, I God, I would not want that to him to be playing against us like that. So he's not the. I don't think he's a bad player. I've loved watching him play for the Wild, but he's been a little inconsistent. And yep. even last off season, he was asked by Bill Guerin and company, "You got to step it up, right? You got to reach another level in your game. We need more from you." I think he did have a better season this year than he's maybe had in seasons past, but I'm still not at the point where I'm like, God, I don't want to lose Jordan Greenway. Like if he goes, I'd be sad. um, But I think I would be okay with that. I have recently just gotten on to the idea of losing a guy like Cam Talbot in the expansion draft. My reasoning for this is, you know, not that I think he's a bad goalie. He proved me wrong this season. I was dead wrong about him. I'll admit that. I thought he was going to be Devin Dubnik 2.0. Not trying to say bad things about Devin Dubnik. Um, loved the guy. But the end of his career with the Minnesota Wild was not great. And yeah. that's how I thought Cam Talbot was going to be. Based on looking at his stats, you know, seeing just the way he's played, the teams he's played with. I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. He proved me wrong. He was fantastic. He won the Wild a lot of games. He kept them in a lot of games and he did a lot of things right. He was trustworthy. He was reliable. He was calm. He was everything you could want in a goaltender. Um, and so it's not anything to do with the way he played. It's just that he is getting a little bit older. I think there's could be options out there for the Wild to pick somebody else up. Um, and I don't think it would be the end of the world if he went somewhere and the Wild either had to rely on Kakinen to be their number one netminder, which I would be maybe okay with or picking somebody else up who they could maybe sign to a longer term deal. Who's a little bit younger and could stick around for a while longer. So that's kind of where I'm at with the goaltending situation. Um, uh, Kakanen, if he was expected to step up into Talbot's, you know, starting role, if we lose Talbot, he was fantastic for a little while. He was breaking records left and right. He went on that like nine game win streak. He played pretty bad at the end of the season. But it was his rookie year, and it's hard for net minders to kind of get into the swing of things in their rookie year because yeah. they're not getting a ton of game time. So that's where I'm at. Jordan Greenway, Cam Talbot, those are the two that I would be okay with at this point. Um, but again, that that could change based on what the Wild do here in the next couple months.
0: Well, and you bring up a really intriguing aspect to this expansion draft that um, I, I think could be something that could reel Seattle into this. We theoretically could have seen the best of Cam Talbot Mm -hmm. over the course of this contract. And so you are selling incredibly high Mm -hmm. on a goalie of, of Talbot stature. Yep. Same with Jordan Greenway. It's likely that we've seen the best that he has to offer. And so honestly, that that Talbot was, uh, was one that I had not uh, thought of myself, but at the same time you then keep Matt Dumba Mm-hmm. You then, which I
1: am not okay with losing. I will say that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm. I'm with you there. You likely then replace Ian Cole with Kalen Addison. Yep. And so you keep your entire decor intact in which front has been of
1: fantastic.
0: Yes, in front of either a rookie or a young goaltender in Capo Kakinen or a young-ish goalie that you bring in to fill Talbot's spot. That's uh. That's not bad. That's not the bad. I like I'll that. The I'll say
1: about it that I've kind of like gone back and forth on in my mind is that last off season, the goalie situation was one of the biggest holes to fill, right? right? That was at the top of the to-do list. You got that fixed. I think a lot of people would agree that at least for this last season, that problem was fixed. Right. Goaltending was not an issue for the Minnesota wild this season, not any more than any other team in the NHL. So it worries me that if that is how Talbot's going to play, if we can get that consistency out of Talbot for a couple more years, well, geez, that would be kind of hard to let go of. Again, you can't, we're not, we can't see the future. We don't have a crystal ball. He could be, you know, terrible next season. He could reach an even higher level next season. Who knows? But I would be okay with taking that chance. Everything in sports is a risk. Every trade, every signing, every move you make is a risk in sports because yep. you don't know how it's going to pan out, like most things in life. And so it's not so much about knowing what the right and wrong decision is. It's about, you know, assessing risk and what are you most willing to take a risk on. And that's where I'm like, I'm okay with taking a risk there because I think there's other options the wild could have that could put us in just as good of a spot as we were in with goaltending this last season. So that that's where I'm at with that right now.
0: I'm sitting over here with my tinfoil hat trying to get Zach Parisi <laughs> to agree to a trade to the Kraken, but
1: I don't know if the Kraken would would want to take him. That's <laughs> that's the only thing. Because people keep saying that, right? They're like, well, we could maybe get rid of Zach in that situation. But I don't know if the Kraken would be interested no. in that. And again, nothing against Zach. I just don't know if that's the kind of move they're going to want to make right off the bat, uh, putting together a brand new team. I don't think Zach would want to do that either. He wants to try to win a Stanley Cup before his career is over. And I don't know if going to a team in their first year of existence in the NHL is your best move in that situation. Well, now, I digress.
0: Yeah. If I'm if I'm a GM for an expansion team, I want my bottom line or my last like handful of players on the roster to be young. Yep. So that then you can maybe get a little lightning out of them. And mm-hmm. then next offseason you go and do the Vegas route and you just start trading for yep. people like crazy. Yep. So yeah. I just he I don't think he fits into that mold. I don't know. We'll see.
1: It's it's a great dream. It's a great idea it is. everybody. I'm on board with the idea of it. I just don't know if the execution will be there uh, when the time comes. Yeah.
0: We'll uh we'll just have to wait and see. Um the nice thing is is that pretty much all of this is going to happen within the next couple of weeks.
1: So. Yes. <laughs>
0: <sighs> almost almost time for the frenzy to start. Um Alexis before we let you go, I love to give Other guests, an opportunity to plug their work. And of course, you and uh, Jesse at the Bar Down Beauties podcast do some of the best work here in the state of Minnesota. So just give us a little plug for those who uh, maybe aren't familiar with the podcast and the website now, too
1: the website yes I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it a bit here uh, but yeah we just got our uh, website up and running so you can find all kinds of stuff there uh, you know photos videos merch uh, episodes um, links to our sponsors and where you can get their stuff and all that kind of good stuff so go check that out our producer Fred uh, worked really hard putting that together uh, we appreciate him for that and many other things uh, but yeah this week we just released an episode we were out at the champions for children golf tournament um, last two Weeks ago now, and uh, we had Kyle Rudolph, um, CJ Cease, and Jason Zucker on the podcast, and then wow. recorded another um, interview that we'll release later on with another Minnesota hockey player that I think you guys will really like. Um, this week we are going to have Kelly Schultz on the podcast, who's my broadcast partner in the NWHL. She is fantastic, um, but yeah, lots of lots of fun stuff coming up, and we kind of switched up our off season content to focus more on guests and their stories rather than um, news, just because as we all know in sports, the off season. Is either very exciting or very boring. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> um, so that's what we're doing right now. Jesse just had her third kid. So she's. Yeah, is- shout out. I know. Yeah. She's she's busy being a mom of a newborn right now. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep the the train rolling and she'll hop back into things uh, once things get settled down for her at home. But uh, yeah, make sure you check us out. We've got YouTube, um, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. And uh, you can find us everywhere to listen to the podcast.
0: Outstanding. Alexis, thanks for the time. We will definitely do this again after all of this has happened, so that we can point say, out a couple
1: weeks. Yeah, so that
0: we can point out that we were right about it all.
1: Right. Yeah. So, run the tape back for yeah. him. <laughs>
0: Outstanding. Thanks for the time, Alexis. Uh, have a great rest of your week, and we'll do this again soon. Thanks, Seth. That does it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Huge thank you to Alexis Pearson of the Bar Down Beauties podcast for joining the show today. Coming up tomorrow, we will talk to Isha, Jerome, and State of Hoppy from the Soda Pod taking a bigger look at free agency with some potential names. The wild should be taking a look at plus uh, plenty more to get to on tomorrow's show as well. Make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, check for locked on wild as well on Facebook and Twitter. And you can follow your fearless leader and captain on Twitter as well at Seth topes. Have a great rest of your day. Locked on wild returns tomorrow with a brand new episode and you can hear new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.